0: The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, Power. I love the power. power, power. Here we go. <clears throat> I love the power, power, power. G'day, everyone, and welcome to I the Big love Footy the Port Adelaide podcast, live on Port Fan Radio. I'm your host, Macca19, and joining me as always, the lovely Porsche. Hello,
1: hello. I'm pushing it up today, seeing as we're doing Vic Metro, and I'm going to be eating cheese and crackers through this podcast. So that's that sound you're hearing.
0: There you go. I just polished it off a of Big
1: Mac, so there you go. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. <laughs> that, that's still pretty Vic Metro, so you're fine. That is. Very true. A bit more Western Jets than Sandringham. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: right. Well, let's talk about the big news from today. Uh, Trent McKenzie, the cannon, he is now a Port Adelaide player.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did what you said on Monday, and I went. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know that guy. He's that ridiculous one. Um, yeah, I think he's a good pickup for us. It'll certainly make Magpies' games a lot more interesting if he doesn't get elevated. Um, yeah, no, it's good. Um, yes. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be that forward playing hammer that you want though.
0: Oh, I, I hope he is. I don't want him in the back half at all. I don't think he needs to play in the back half. I think uh, playing him on a wing or playing him somewhere around the middle of the ground where he can just hoof the ball inside 50 is going to be great as opposed to doing what he was doing which was sitting in a back pocket and not doing all that much. Now I think he's been heavily underutilized at Gold Coast and uh, yeah, very keen to see what sort of role we've got for him.
1: Look, um, I don't want to get your your hopes down. <laughs> What's the word for that? Um anyway, I, I don't want to spoiler, um, upset.
0: Spoiler.
1: Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't want to be the downer. But um I think that he's got that ridiculous kick, which makes him a bit like Stewie Ju. And as much as it frustrated us, we played Stewie Ju in defence a lot as the designated kicker. Um, yeah, he was an accurate kick, but most of all, it was just the way of spreading out um, off in the, the zone in our know, in in our defence. You know, when everyone's kind pushing forward, particularly now at the press. So I could understand why someone that can kick a long way would. We played in defence at Gold Coast, and it wouldn't surprise me if he did play in the AFL side, if he did also play in defence, Macca.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um, where do you see him fitting in? Do you think he's going to play round one? Is he in the side? Is he out of the side? Is he just depth? Where, where does he fit?
1: I think he starts outside the 22 for multiple reasons, but I think he's got a real chance in the pre-season to claim a spot. Yep. Um, I still think we've got you know a bit of room on the edge of the 22 to break in, so... <clears throat> We'll see what happens. That's
0: right. No, I think that's fair. I, I would agree with that. I think he starts outside and uh, has to work his way in. I still think guys like Brody uh, will be ahead of him. Um, but look, it, it's great competition for spots,
1: really. That's exactly what we want with the DFAs. Um, and hopefully we sign another one um, or two, even. Um, it's just that level of competition that should really make the whole team rise a bit more, you know? Um, get that desperation into every training session. Uh, yep. Because there's there's no one there on a fat contract for the next ten years, sort mm-hmm. of half heartedly going in. Um, yeah, right. no, that's right. But we want we want that. This is this is the best chance we have to capture the old Port Adelaide, is to bring back the guys that you know they're playing the footy, and if they have not got footy, they're just going back to the factory. Like you know, it's not quite that <laughs> it's not quite that level, but that level of desperation in terms of how much they want to put in and how much they want to perform.
0: Yeah, um, go and shovel sacks down at the wharf <laughs> or something.
1: Yeah, I'll be a meat packer like Robbie Gray was. You know, yeah. like that. That's sort of. I'm not. saying You know, again, we're talking about AFL players, so the reality is not that. But um, gee, if you've got a really competitive top to bottom team of um, AFL-ready players, if not necessarily uh, AFL-skilled at all times, that's that's pretty good. That's yeah. a great environment for success.
0: For sure. Absolutely. Um, you mentioned whether we might sign some other DFAs, and uh, look, sad to say, we did miss out on uh, Jackson Merritt, unfortunately. <laughs> um, yes, uh, he just he had a look and chose to re-sign with Essendon, uh, much to the dismay of uh, all those at Port Adelaide Footy Club. And uh, look, I would much have preferred Roger Merritt than Jackson Merritt, so I'm very happy staying at Essendon.
1: Fair enough. Um, M- Mullet's gone to Carlton. I think he was another one we were linked with. And, yes, um,
0: very, sad, very
1: sad. I do. Th- I do still suspect we're in the gun for Josh Hill. Um, mm. uh, that would
0: be a surprise. I don't think we've heard anything about Josh Hill, but uh, uh-huh.
1: that'd I be a know. surprise.
0: There, there is one other. That I'm not going to mention who, but uh, it would. Uh, it would create a bit of a frenzy on Big Footy. I, w- I would have to say. Is it um, a crow? De Liste? No, it's not. No, it's okay. not. Um, but it, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a strange one. But uh, we'll see if that happens. I've I've heard it from a different source than I normally get, but we'll see if uh, we'll see if that comes true. Uh, we do we do kind of need someone like that. So yeah, I can I can <laughs> see the merit in it. And no, that's not a uh, Jackson Merritt pun. Um, right, the uh, fixture came out earlier this week as well. What are your thoughts on uh, our draw for next year?
1: That looked all right. Um, not many yeah. games in Melbourne. I think we need what two at Docklands and one at the MC, or Two at the MCD or one at Docklands or something like that. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's all right. We don't play in Geelong, which is always a bonus. That um,
0: is always a bonus.
1: <laughs> but we're returning to Ballarat instead. Which, at this stage, you'd have to say you prefer Ballarat to Geelong. So if we can do that every year instead of, of going to Geelong, I'd be pretty stoked. Well, one nil um, in
0: Ballarat. Uh, I'm happy to keep yeah. that. Uh, I'm happy to say that uh, we own that town. So, uh, well it's,
1: it's like the early Tasmania days isn't it
0: you know yeah happy to play there until we lose and then never again thanks very much um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much <laughs> yeah look I, I think it's a really good draw I think um, I, the, at first look I came up with 16 wins um, I thought yep this is a this is a fixture that I think we can definitely finish top four in Um Much, uh, I'm going to go against the grain and I think we've actually got a really good start to the year. I think our first nine games, we could easily win six or seven of those. Um, I don't think it's as tough as what people are making out. Uh, The three home games uh, mid-year, they are just going to be absolutely crucial against our Richmond, Bulldogs and Melbourne. Um, You know, if we can come away with three wins there, then we're going to be sitting pretty, I think.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um... Interesting that we start and end the and in the regular season at home. Um, that's unusual, but it's good. I'll take it. Well, it's nice to finish at home for a change, but it does mean that if we're likely to get the Sunday game. I guess I don't know.
0: Hmm, that's true. That is true. Um, the, I think it's yeah. Look, I. It is what it is. We've had really good draws in the past and stuffed it up, so you can't be too confident, I guess. But uh, we'll definitely be winning 16 plus games next year, that's for sure.
1: Honestly, I don't think the, I think that we're getting <laughs> here. We are, Mac. Here's, here's me talking us up. Uh, I think we're getting. I think I think we're getting the point where the fixture doesn't even matter because we're building. We're building such a balanced and credible side in terms of our playing list. Um. Yeah, I don't care. Honestly, I didn't. I, this is the least I've cared about what a fixture might be because I think it'll have the least impact on it, no matter no matter what was named. Yeah. Yeah. If we had to travel all around Australia, fine. We've done that before. I think we won a premiership in that year. We did it all around Australia. We did. Um. Yeah. So that's not when you're good enough. The fixture doesn't matter when you're good enough, and I think we're I think we're right on the verge of good enough. So. Yes. Yes.
0: Well, I think so. Right, let's uh, let's get on with the main reason for this podcast. We're going to keep talking about Vic Metro potential draftees. The first one we've got uh, to talk about is Jack Higgins, who's a 178 centimetre, 76 kilo forward flanker or general midfielder. Um, He's a lot like Ben Ainsworth from last year's draft. He
1: is so much. He is a lot.
0: Um, And look, he's done everything possible, Jack Higgins. He's won everything possible as well. He won the uh, 2015 Kevin Sheehan medal as the best player at the uh, under-16 champs. Um, he won the Morrish medal this year for Oakley uh, as the best player in the TAC Cup. Uh, he was named the Vic Metro MVP for the best Vic Metro player at the uh, championships this year. He averaged uh, 23 touches and two goals a game uh, for Oakley. He averaged 27 touches and one and a half goal a game at uh, a championship level. Uh, so look He's done it all. He's won it all he is um yeah what are your thoughts on jack higgins
1: exactly yeah he's 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 exactly like Hainsworth, and he's he's going to go early for similar reasons um he has a what I, what you really like about the small midfielders is yeah okay when they're in ball and tackling and all that stuff but the, the thing that really puts you over the edge a lot of ways is just that ability to work as part of a team. And you know, this guy Shepherds, he does all the smart things. He can he knows where his teammates are and he can get out to him or he can, he can put present in the proper position to become a, a really good offensive uh, movement maneuver. Um he yeah, he he plays like he's already been playing you know, hundred games. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. he's he's really he's really good. He's really good and he'll look excellent in a good side. I guess the difference between
0: Ainsworth and Higgins is that Higgins did deliver a lot this year, whereas uh, Ainsworth really struggled up forward for the first half of last year before going yep. into the midfield and then going bang. Whereas That's Higgins, true. you chuck him up forward, he, like, he kicked seven goals in a uh, in a TAC Cup game um, to I think halfway through the third quarter. He would have kicked ten, but he, he ended up injuring himself and uh, missing the last quarter on a bit of that day. Uh, you chuck him in the midfield, he can pick up 30 possessions at will. You put him in a defensive role, he lays tackles, he lays shepherds, he um, he shuts down players. You play him purely outside, he's just damaging. Um, you know, He's just about the most uh, natural ball winner in the draft. Uh, he just always mm. picks up huge numbers. Uh, I, I think he's got really nice pace. Um, nice football pace. I think his stats show that he's actually quite slow. But yeah. he always he seems to be it. on his own. He gets it. <laughs> He, he gets always seems it, gets to be a couple of steps free from his opponent. I think he reads the play exceptionally well. He's one of the best readers of the play in this draft. Um, there's not much that he can't do. I think maybe his foot skills let him down on occasion. He can be a little bit sloppy, um, but look, the the proof is in the pudding. He kicks a lot of goals, and he uh, and he generally, um, you know, is quite impactful with what he does.
1: I would go so far as to say he's the closest player to Robbie Gray since Robbie
0: Gray. Yeah, (laughs) look, quite possibly, quite possibly. I think we're going to talk about a uh, Robbie Gray clone next. Um, Okay. But uh, look, where do you see him going on draft night, and why isn't he in calculations for pick one? Because as I said, he's won everything. He's a ball magnet. He kicks a lot of goals. He does everything right. Why isn't he in contention for the number one pick?
1: Um, because I think that they're going for a playmaker with number one. And whereas I don't know, like he's really good, and as part of a midfield unit, he'll be fantastic. Uh, and as part of a, even a shitty one, he'll he'll help them lift. But I think clubs are just really looking for those guys okay. that can take a game by the scruff of the neck. Um, Reina, like Reina, I'm going to find it really hard to not say Reina's going to be the number one. Like I, I mean, I couldn't. I like I like Higgins, but you know, <laughs> just that that. That power effect, you know, that, that weapon factor as opposed to the consistent, always good in your team, always lifting your team. Uh, teams have different needs. and I, Well, you, I suppose you, there might be a way to say that if you're a terrible team that finishes at the bottom of the ladder, you probably get more utility from a guy like Higgins. A guy like Rainer will sell tickets. Yeah. <laughs> so... so <laughs> Uh, I guess that's probably weighing one against the other to some extent as well, if you're not looking at it strictly from football. Um yeah. I don't know.
0: So, is Jack Higgins the most, or the, the highest percentage sure thing in this draft?
1: He'd be pretty damn close, yeah.
0: Like. Well, the things I really, as I mentioned before, the, all those things that I really liked about his game, but he quit school a couple of years ago, I think, and has just concentrated on his footing. And you'd have to say at this it point shows. in time, it's, it does show, and, and it has paid off for him. He's going to go pretty early in this draft. Um, and I think that sort of dedication is going to really hold him in good stead. As soon as he gets into an AFL program, he's going to do whatever it takes um, to make himself the best possible footballer he, he can be. Um, I think he's a sure thing to play 150, 200 games. Yeah. Um, is he going to be the best player in the competition? Maybe not, but I think he's certainly going to be the sort of player that'll you know kick you three or four goals on grand final day.
1: Yeah, and he's the sort of guy that might end up being a captain um, league to a premiership. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm. For sure. So, where do you see him going?
1: Early. I don't know where I'd put him because I haven't done a ranking like you yet. Um, but, oh gosh, I'd, have, I'd find it... If he went in the top five, I wouldn't be surprised. And if he didn't go in the top ten, I'd be amazed.
0: Yep. <clears throat> Although I would I would be very surprised he doesn't go top ten. Um, mm. I would be wondering what on earth is happening. Um, I've got his range as 5 to 15. I think outside that first sort of group of players, he comes next. Uh, I think he would be a perfect match for St Kilda at 7 or 8, I think Carlton at 10 certainly, if he makes pick 11 with GWS they'll lap him up, because with Stevie Johnson gone, Devin Smith gone, like he just fits in straight away to that side
1: Yep, 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 yep I Agree
0: Yeah <laughs> I rate him highly. I reckon he's a gun. I've watched him for a couple of years now and, uh, yeah, very excited to see how he goes at AFL level because I reckon he's going to have a huge impact and play some uh, absolute top-notch footy. Um, Cam Rayner is next, uh, the potential number one pick. He's 187 centimetres. He's 88 kilos. Plays for Western Jets. Um, He plays as either a medium forward or an inside midfielder. There's been a lot of comparisons about Dustin Martin with Cam Rayner. I don't necessarily see that, to be honest. Um, I think it's more to do with his haircut than uh, his sort of style of play. I reckon he is absolutely bang on
1: Robbie Gray, to be honest. I think he's got, I think he's somewhere between Gray and Wingard. In that he's definitely got that, that hugely, obviously competitive edge that Wingard's got topped on top of some Robbie Gray attributes. Yep because um, he is hes a competitive beast. He, he absolutely is. That's, what, that's what's thats what got him right up there. He's just fierce at the ball. He's fierce at everything. Um, but somehow, you know, anytime time, like, I've seen a couple of things with interviews with him and stuff like that, and he just is a really nice bloke. Oh, he's got a bit of that Brad Johnson factor. Um, he'll completely destroy you, but he just, people like him. <laughs> yeah. um, and I think that's thats a huge factor, um, certainly in terms of people hyping him up, I guess. But, yeah, player-wise, yeah, you could say he's a Robbie Gray type. Yeah. Um, He's got a good little leaf in too. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah. He, he could be anything. He could be absolutely anything. Um, I'll throw a question at you, interrupting you briefly. Yep. Um, would you have him or Andrew McGrath? Rainer. Yeah, right? Yeah. So that, that's I, I would have
0: Because That's...
1: That, it, that's that, that, yeah. Look, I, I think...
0: Oh, how do you put this? I think Andrew McGrath's going to be more consistent... Mm. I think Cam Rayner is the type that is going to win you a premiership. I think he's the explosive. He's the X factor. He's the match winner. Andrew McGrath's the sort that you want in the midfield to get it to someone like Cam Rayner to do his thing. Yeah. Um, but then again, like Cam Rayner's midfield work is just as good as anybody else in this draft as well. So yeah. you know, he's. Um, I, I watched him a lot last year. Uh, as a bottom major, and he had a great year last year, Cam Rayner. He he averaged uh, 18 touches and two goals a game playing up forward. Uh, His national championships was elite. He averaged 18 touches and three goals a game. He was one of the best players at the Champs. Very unlucky not to be um, awarded the Lark medal, I thought. I thought he was right up there. Um, He picked up uh, 16 touches and five goals playing up forward against South Australia. At TAC Cup level, again, he's, he's had a really strong year. Averaged 20 disposals and kicked uh, 10 goals in 7 matches, playing more of a midfield role this year. Um, look, He's a bit of an inside beast when he does play midfield. Uh, he averages 4.5 inside 50s, 4 clearances, and uh, averaged a, a contested possession rate of 58% uh, this year as well. Um, but look, he is pretty much as close to the complete package as you're going to get in this draft. He's my number one pick, for sure. He's been my yeah. number one pick since uh, pretty much the start of the year. Um, look, he's quick, he's skillful, he kicks goals. Um, you know, Chuck him up forward, he's a strong mark. As, as you said, he's got a great, big leap, really strong hands. Um, he's got the X-factor, he's got the match-winning ability. Um, through the midfield, he wins your clearances, he lays tackles, he's Strong as an ox. Uh, look, there, there's not much not to like about him, to be honest.
1: Yeah, and look, his presence. Like for me, you said you you know you had number one pick early, and I like for me it was just I didn't even have to watch a half of the country versus Vic Metro game. But at the ground, he just had the presence at the ground of a number one pick of the guy that's you know the main guy on the ground. Um, I don't reckon anyone that would have gone to that game would not have come away going Camarena, Camarena in a hypnotic state. Yeah. <laughs> <That's it. laughs>
0: so what don't you like about him?
1: Um, shit, look, the only thing I don't like about him is that when he's up forward and the ball's not getting to him, he doesn't do anything, but that's because he's playing up forward. Like, that's that's about it, really. Um. that's not even his fault. So, yeah. I, th- honestly, I I have not seen anything I don't like about him, or rather, I haven't seen anything I don't like about him that I wouldn't absolutely tolerate in a player of his type. Um yeah. You know, like, you could say, oh, gee, maybe he needs to be you know, be able to tag a guy out of the game or something. Like, why would you do that? You know, like, yeah. he's very much focused on him getting the ball, um, which is why, and I suppose that's partially why I've got that wing guard comparison as well. Like, you know, he wants to be the guy. Um, and if you draft him, you're going to have to accept that he wants to be the guy. He wants to be the one with the ball in his hands. Um, so you just deal with it. <laughs> you deal yeah. with it and work around it. <laughs> no
0: doubt about that. Look, there's there's a lot of queries over his endurance. He did a really poor beep test at the start of the year. Mm. Um, but look, what was Robbie Gray's beep test like when he got drafted? What was Gary Ablett's like when he got drafted? Like both of those guys were, you know, only above average small forwards oh. until you know <laughs> they pulled their finger out and went bang, and uh, you know Gary Ablett became a once in a generation midfielder, arguably. In the conversation for the best midfielder of all time, and Robbie Gray had one of the best individual seasons you're ever going to see in 2014.
1: Yeah, well, I mean that's the thing they talk about, like um, Burgess and his guys' speed endurance. You know, like it's not, it's not just about how long you can slog it out. And I guess that's why they're not doing the beep test at the combine this year. Um, It's not just about how much you can slog it out, but how much you can perform at top speed, at high speed. You know, yeah. Uh, And that's, I think that's going to be fine for him.
0: That's right. If he's averaging 20 touches a game with uh, a pretty ordinary uh, endurance base, then look out. (laughs) That's all you've got to say. Yeah, right? If if he becomes super fit, (laughs) he's going to be the best player ever. (laughs) Because he's doing it all already. Um, He is. He's exciting. Um, There's not much more I can say other than uh, watching play. He is... uh, Yeah, as I said, he he should be the number one pick. Um, I think he's the most uh naturally ta- talented he's got the x factor he's got the match winning ability he's skillful dominant every superlative you can possibly think of that's uh that's cam raider for me
1: yep i agree he's excellent and let's not talk about him anymore because it's getting annoying we've won't get him in our team <laughs>
0: <laughs> very sad one day we might have uh we might be able to snag him. Well,
1: Well, like oh, yes. if, if he goes to Melbourne, they might trade him to us in eight years' time. <laughs> <laughs> true.
0: Very true. That'd be good. Uh, next player is uh, Noah Bolter, who's 194 mm. centimetre, 92 kilo, a uh, key position player, can play key forward, can play key defender. Uh, he moves a lot like Jared Waite in that uh, okay. he's kind of... I don't know, Jared Waite's got that sort of individual type movement. He sort of lopes around, you know, that sort of bounds around sort of thing like a deer a little bit. Uh, I reckon he's, he moves fairly similar to that. Um, he really impressed last year as a key forward. Um, and he was in the conversation earlier this year as someone that might go in the top five. Um, he probably hasn't had the best uh, top age year, to be honest. He's sort of moved around a bit Um he ranges from sort of key defender, he's been thrown forward at times, at TAC Cup level he's done a lot of ruck work, um, he's averaged 15 touches, 4 marks and 12 hit outs a game, um, and kicked 12 goals in 13 matches at TAC Cup level for Calder, so um, look, he's at the moment he's a bit of a miss to fix it, I guess you'd say.
1: Yeah, for me, I, I guess I for my, my the traits I compare him to, like not as a person you watch and yeah, physically, that's him, but as far as the things he seems to be good at, it's kind of like Jack Homsch. um yeah, but with one key addition, which is that his setting up the play when he counterattacks is really good, like it's really good, yeah, um, you know, it's not I'm not just saying he can hit a target, I'm saying he can work out whether it's better to hit the target or kick it to one side of the player and do that. Because it's he's, so they can run on. Like he's he's legitimately a good disposer of the ball, um, and a key backman. You know, like that. Oh, that's the holy grail, isn't it? You know, it is absolutely finding finding that that key backman that can kick and and not just you know kick accurately, but kick intelligently. <laughs> yeah, no, he's good. You're excited. I think he's, still, <laughs> oh, he's got the big he's got the big green light for me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, if only if, if only we needed a 194. Um, Centimeter key backman and had a pick anywhere near his range, you know. Sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. Look. Uh, yeah. What to say about Noel Bold? He's just a pure athlete. He's so athletic. Mm. He's super quick for his size. He's got a massive leap. He's got a huge kick. He's got an accurate kick. Um, as I said, he's 194 centimeters and has played most of the year, sort of running through the ruck um, and uh, held his own pretty, like, quite well. So that's uh, that's good for him. Um I think his uh, football IQ is up there. It certainly mm, is. Mm, um mm. Or whether he's a bit too laconic or something, I, I don't know. He sort of I, I feel like he could he could and should do more than what he does. Um, especially playing down back. Um I don't know if that role is a like a hundred percent suits him. Uh, I still think he might look a little bit better as a key forward. Um I don't know. As you said, though, I, I love the fact that he can set up the play exceptionally well from down back. That is uh, certainly one thing he's got going for him down there. Um, but I just get the feeling... I don't know. There's th- just an uneasy feeling about Noah Bolter for me. Like, If I had a top pick, I would certainly be considering him. Um, but I feel like he is the most boom or bust player that's likely to go top round, first round.
1: Okay, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah... I don't know that I agree with that, but then I haven't planned out my top round, so we'll work it out. But oh, I think he's going to be something. You know, you say boom or bust, but he's going to be something. He's at least going to be a third tall backman, Um, mm. I would have thought.
0: You would think so. You would think so. I don't know. I think if he is boom, he's going to be the best key position player out of this draft, for sure. Yeah. Because I think yeah. he's got the, the athletic prowess, he's got the natural talent. I think he can be a serious performer if he can put it all together. But for me, there's just that inkling that he's not going to put it all together, that he's just going to be one of those sort of players that goes, whatever happened to Noah Bolter, why didn't he make it, sort of thing.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I mean, I guess it comes down to what club he goes to, doesn't it? You know, like he could go to a club that doesn't have great development and rush, like that could happen to a lot of these players. So yeah, I guess. Um,
0: so where does he sit for you?
1: Twelve, I don't know. That might be a bit early. I don't know. I, I, I think he's a con- I think he's the kind of guy that I'd test his popularity with other clubs. So I'd see how late I could get him. Yeah. <laughs> if we had a few picks in the draft, he's sort of like. Oh, I don't know. Maybe we could let him drop a bit more. And if he showed you a later pick, he'd be over the moon. He's yeah. the kind of guy. say oh, we rated him really highly, and we're surprised he showed our pick. And I think it's. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he, I think he's that guy. He's the he's the, oh, but... the Matt Rendell pick.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've got no doubt there would be clubs that would rate him sort of. Top five or six, I reckon.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But those clubs may but not have they, a pick
1: <laughs> anywhere near that. So, and whether they'd actually draft him there or if they just think he's that good, but don't, but think other clubs don't think he's that good, you know, like the strategic yeah. element.
0: Look, I've got him on my rankings. I've got him at fifteen. He's been as high as seven at, at stages this year, um, but he's just slowly sort of worked his way down as other people have sort of been a bit more consistent or a little bit more impressive. I think. Um, I think he should go first round. I think his range is sort of between 9 and 25, I reckon. Um, I think the Dogs will be the first one to really look at him because uh, I reckon they need that sort of player. I think Adelaide would be keen as kind of a lever replacement down back. I think Sydney, he looks looks like a Sydney sort of toll. Uh, I think Brisbane will be keen because they need all the help they can get and he would suit them. And I think Gold Coast at 19 is a bit of a chance as well.
1: Oh my God. When Sydney said Sydney, I thought of Jason Saddington. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, is that a good that's, thing or not? I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but it's, got, it, it, it's sort of similar. Like, he's, a, he's the same height. There you go. He's just that same sort of defensive, yeah, maybe player. Yeah. He was a first-round pick, recruited as a number 11 draft pick. Yeah, Jason Saddington, that's who he is. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. And again, uh, he
1: was one of those players
0: that sort of looked like they were going to be fantastic, but then just didn't quite sort of go on with it too much.
1: Yeah, so there we go. Wow, we I'm go. really happy to have found
0: Saddington. that. done. <laughs> yeah. We can lock that in. I'm happy with that. Yeah, that's good. Uh, the next player, we've spoken about him off the podcast quite a bit, this guy, and that's uh, Adam Chera, who's uh, yeah. 186 centimetres, 85 kilos. He plays for Eastern Rangers. He's an inside midfielder. Um, he moves a lot like Trent Cochin. There's a bit of Callum Ward there as well, I reckon. Um, he missed all of 2016 with a knee injury. Um But he had a a pretty impressive uh, under-18 championships this year, averaged 18 touches and five tackles a game, and uh, certainly played a key role in that
1: midfield for Vic Metro. Um, What are your thoughts on Adam Chera? My thoughts go back and forth, and they'll probably change again a couple of times before draft day because I, I I, I didn't like him just on my first run through. I feel like his sometimes his kicking can be questionable. always going forward, his disposal is not. You know, when he kicks to a teammate, it's quite often the teammate has to work still quite hard to get it. It doesn't seem to set up like clean um, moves forward or anything like that. But then watching him some more, he doesn't seem to have a lot of support when he when he's in when he's winning the ball. Like he seems to be up against a bunch of opposition players quite a bit, and then just there's other guys on the outside, which is where you want outside players. But maybe he's—I don't know. I still need to watch more. But he, maybe he is just—he's a bit panicky. But maybe he is just uh, dealing with that reasonably shallow inside Midfieldish area. I, I don't know. i i still not decided. Yeah. I, I can't—I can't believe like I can't believe he could be talked about as a top five pick. Um. But he, like, he just gets a lot of the ball, doesn't he? You
0: know, he, he's pretty he does. good. Yeah, I think he averaged uh, twenty six touches at TAC Cup level, so he does yeah. win a lot of the ball. Look, he he is, does. He is in the running for an, for the number one pick. Um, yeah. Uh, which, look, I am not sold on him either. I am not sold on him either. I think for the four potential number one picks, and that's Cam Rayner, uh, Davis uniak uh, Patty Dow, and him. I think he's the one that I think has the most sort of question marks over whether he will be worthy of that and whether he will deliver on his promise. Look, the things he does well, he is a high-possession winning inside midfielder. There's no doubt about that. He gets first possession of the ball really, really well. His stoppage work is elite. He's one of the best stoppage players in this comp- mm-hmm. in, uh, in this draft. Uh, reads the taps really, really well. He's a good size, 186. Um, he's a real hunter of the ball. He's that sort of, you know, see ball, get ball type player. And quite yeah. often he does get the ball which is great. Um, when he's clear, his footwork is exceptional. He's a great kick on both sides of the body when he's uh, when he's got time to deliver it. Um, he's a hard runner. Uh, so all those things I really like about him. And I still feel like he's got a lot of development left in him too. He's quite raw. Um, but when under slight pressure, I feel like he gets panicky. I feel like um, he often chooses the first... Option, whether it's yeah. the right option or not, I feel like when he's under serious pressure, then he just makes mistakes. He just he just makes mistakes when he's under the pump, uh, and whether that's handballing to an opposition, you know, kicking over someone's head, uh, just blind kicks to no one in particular, uh, running into trouble. Like it just seems like he needs time and space to use the ball effectively, and at AFL level, I don't think he's going to get that amount of time.
1: Oh, look, I mean, you see, like this is the thing, like how much of that could be made up for by having a team around him that is used, to, that understands how he plays as well.
0: Like, oh well, yeah, if, if you want him as your number one midfield guy, like mm-hmm. if he's your Robbie Gray, then and you have a team around him that's going to block for him and shepherd and you know,
1: yeah, get like, rid of his
0: a... tagger and all that sort of stuff, then yeah, I, I think that could certainly work, but. I feel clubs are crafty and they're going to find ways to uh, to get under his skin I think.
1: Yeah, so and also that play you're describing like that's not a top 5 pick. Top 5 picks should be usually pretty self-sufficient. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I think there. Hmm. We'll have to, have to, I'm going to keep watching. I'm going to do the stuff on YouTube and try and work it out cuz I cannot pinpoint what it is what it is at this point.
0: I think it's pretty clear he's going to go early. Um, yeah, yeah. Look. Just about everyone has him as a top three pick, and that's fine. I just feel like he sits better between five and ten. I think he's got enough question marks um, that he shouldn't be in that top bracket. I think if he does um, certainly reach his potential, he could be an absolute superstar. There's no doubt about that. And maybe that's what clubs are hoping, is that he'll continue his development. Um, Yeah, he's still quite raw, and he does work out those sort of decision-making Uh, inconsistencies in his game Um, and that's certainly fair enough but for me I think he sits a little bit below that sort of top three or four Um, but look I think it's pretty set that he's going to go pretty early in that first round
1: yeah well I mean there are clubs that I would be happy with just someone that can get the ball reliably Um, so you know um, we, we talked in the past about having negating rucks and he's kind of Potentially negating mid Like if he wins the ball and then maybe what he does with it isn't ideal, but he clears it or something like that, and then the rest of them can plan it up. Well, there's teams that would like that. Um, yeah. yeah. He looks and he'll like play, a, so he'll play he, early. Yeah. Um, I reckon he's physically ready to play, so it's just a matter of how well he
0: sort of does transitions. It. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I
0: can see him playing sort of eight to twelve games. I can't see him playing the whole year. I think... um, (laughs) Yeah, well, that's true. Look, he looks like a Carlton player to me. Like, he... Oh,
1: yeah? Put
0: him in the navy blue, I reckon, you know, he would suit that sort of Guernsey, I reckon. So, I reckon they'd be pretty keen
1: on him. I was actually going to say, maybe he's a bit... Maybe he's the next Anthony Coutafides. Maybe.
0: Maybe. Maybe.
1: So, Mm. I reckon
0: Carlton would certainly want a player like that, I think. Um, Look, if if he lasts down to Frio with pick five... I think they would be very, very happy to snap him up as well. And look, if they've ended up with you know a Davies Uniac and a um, Adam Chera, you know that's pretty much a midfield instantly rebuilt for them. True. Mm. Uh, whether he gets past them, it's it's doubtful. It's doubtful.
1: Yes, I agree. Yep.
0: Next player: Ethan Penrith, who is a uh, no. 179 centimeter, 76 kilo. A small defender, or outside midfielder, plays for Northern Knights. is uh, part of the Carlton Next Generation Academy. Uh, he's kind of a bit like Xavier Clark, I reckon, for me. Um, he's, uh, he's played a major part for Northern Knights the last two seasons. He's played 32 matches across the two years. Um, this year, he averaged 12 touches, 3 marks, and 5 tackles a game. And he also kicked 9 goals for the season as well, so he was able to sneak forward in and kick some goals. Championship level, he was a pretty solid contributor for Vic Metro. Averaged uh, the fourteen touches and uh, three rebound fifties a game. Um, How much have you seen of him, and
1: uh, are you a fan? I am a bit of a fan. He's the the note I wrote down is it's like the fairy godmother granted a sheepdog's wish and made him a real boy. You know, like he's got that he's got the huge he's got that hugely singular intensity on the guy of the ball. You yeah. just see it. It's hypnotic. It's hypnotic watching him pay attention to that guy and chase him and chase him and chase him. Like, has he got exactly that? Um, he likes going for runs like a sheepdog does. And yeah. um, he kicks like a sheepdog would to another sheepdog in that he likes to set it up so the next guy can run, on, run onto it. Um, <laughs> he's, he's an enjoyable player to watch. He's going to be a real pain in the ass to opposition players at AFL level in my view. I think he does play. I think he's got enough going for him he's got a lot of run and he's got a lot of he's got really good focus i guess but it might be sort of very um it might not be a, a general awareness but yeah. as in there's the ball I'm going at it like you talked about with um uh, cherry just now um or there's the guy with the ball more importantly I'm going at him so yeah, yeah and i'm i'm a fan uh, but I'm sometimes a fan of players that don't work out at all so yeah. i'm not there's, i'm not sure what I think
0: there's a bit of the German impies about him and that i think he's Once he gets the ball, he's pretty creative with it in terms of like he likes to zoom off and just and he goes. He's really quick. He did a two point eight nine twenty meter sprint at the start of the year, which was top ten for the uh, for the entire TAC Cup. Uh, He loves to run. He loves to bounce, uh, but like Jars, his kicking can be pretty haphazard. I reckon he's he needs a lot of refinement with what he's doing with the ball. His disposal lets him down. and, and usually it's you know, he can kick it out on the full or he kicks it straight to the opposition. Uh, and it's those sort of poor decision-making errors which are really um, going to hold him back, I reckon. He needs a lot of work on that.
1: I, I kind of think like 10, 15 years ago, you'd draft him as a tagger. Like, you wouldn't hesitate to draft him as a tagger. I think mm. he's got the right attributes for that. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, do you think we'd be in the market for him at Port?
0: I think potentially. I mean, it depends what Carlton does, whether they nominate him or not. That's true. Um, that's probably first and foremost what's going to happen. Um, they haven't yet, so that's that's something. But, uh, look, I think quite possibly, you know, we, we love players that have a bit of pace and can run and take the game on, um, and he certainly does that. Um, we would hope that we can work on his disposal inconsistencies and 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 try and improve his decision making. I think. Um, and look, I think if Carlton choose not to nominate him, and um, you know he's there somewhere around our sort of third or fourth pick,
1: I think uh, we'll definitely look at him. Yeah, I think that's probably the range would look at him for sure. Um, and also, I think he'd fit into my recent mantra about making sure that the whole playing group is super, super competitive. Like he would add, he would you know even as a rookie, he would add that competitive element to training. Yeah. Um, yeah, so even, even if he just spends two years on the list just freaking the shit out of players when they're in training and, and harassing people at the Magpies, like, that might even be worth it. it so might,
0: might be worth it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a bit of a fan. As I said, I think uh, he's almost there. He's, like, you know, 60%, 70% of the way there. If, yeah. uh, if that other 30% comes, yeah, he's going to be a pretty decent player.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I like him, but... If we didn't draft him, I wouldn't exactly shit need tears
0: No, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't either. But uh, look, we we probably still need players with a bit of pace, and uh, mm. you know, he's one of the quickest guys in this year's draft. I'd be uh, yeah, yeah, w- wouldn't be unhappy to see him come to Port LA. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. Next next player is uh, Andrew Brayshaw, who's the mm. brother of uh, Angus at uh, at Melbourne. Uh, he's one hundred and eighty three centimeter, eighty kilo from Sandringham. Uh, can play. Uh, both as an inside-outside midfielder and also as a forward flank. Uh, look, I reckon he's a lot like our captain, Travis Boat in the way that he moves and his positive traits are, are very, very similar. He's been one of the most consistent players um, in this draft pool this year. At both TAC Cup and Championship level, he's, he's done it all. Uh, he impressed with 21 touches, uh, four tackles and five inside 50s. Uh, at the Champs, TAC Cup, he picked up... Uh, you know, 26 touches, six and a half tackles, six clearances a game, uh, which is pretty elite figures for a midfielder at that level.
1: He's like the new iPhone. Um, he's really <laughs> he's really good. Um, the thing I like about him best of all is when he's going forward, and you know, you get players that take that snapshot, but yep. he does the snapshot with that little bit of video on there so you can see what people are actually doing. And it's, he's just so good at setting up the play when he's going forward. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I took multiple notes just going, who did that? Oh wow, that's great! You know who, yeah. who set that up? Who, who kicked that? Who kicked that? And no, he's 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 right up there for me. I I, <clears throat> I think, and particularly in Australia, like he's ex- exceptional and unique. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, I think so. Look, he's been a real <clears throat> grower with me. I didn't, I wasn't convinced at at first, but the more I've watched him, the more I can see just what he does not just with the ball, but the things that he does around the packs that make sure other people get the ball or the little mm-hmm. handballs oh. uh, to, to, to make people you know clear and all that sort of stuff. It's all those little things which really make his game. Um, and look, he's got, uh, I'm going to say it, he's got that blend of speed and endurance. Maybe he's Michael <laughs> Stevens reincarnated. You never know. Um, but look, inside he's bloody fantastic. He gets first possession of the ball and he can work his way free as well. He's not just the sort of guy that can grab the grab the ball and then just automatically sort of handballs it off. He can run away with it and get those sort of breakaway clearances. Uh, when he's more outside he, he gets a lot of the ball. He can you know, find that sort of separation on his opponent and make sure he gets it on the flank. His kicking skills are pretty good. Uh, he's a pretty neat player. He's a really hard tackler. He's great defensively. Um you can certainly see why he is definitely gonna go first round.
1: I mean the way you describe him he sounds like he should be going number one almost. Well, I think he's um he's closer, yeah. Really? Yeah,
0: he's I don't think he's in contention to, but I think he probably should be, uh, to be honest. I think he's yeah. um he's one of the most well rounded, well balanced midfielders in this year's draft, for sure.
1: I'd definitely pick him ahead of Chair it was if it was up to me.
0: Yeah, I think so as well. I think he's... um, I think I've got him... Where have I got him? Uh, I've got him at 10. I think that's probably a bit harsh. I might have to review that. I don't know. Yeah, Uh, I reckon
1: he's earlier than
0: that. Yeah, I reckon he could probably sneak a few spots up there. Um, There is a lot to like about him. Is he maybe going to be a bit too vanilla at AFL level? I'm not not 100% sure. I think he's got... I think he's got enough sort of X Factor. He's he's got that explosive pace to, to really make a good run
1: of it, I reckon. He's got the eye, you know, that that's not vanilla. It might end up looking vanilla, but as far as what coaches think, no nah, shit no, they love that. Mm. You know, he, he yeah, no, he's good. He's good, he's got the brain, he can set it up. Yeah. There's plenty of there's plenty of unobtrusive forwards um players, sorry, that um people don't necessarily rate and then they're really good. He makes me think of a West Coast player, like not any particular one, but just the sort of West Coast player that always tears it up against us.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, there is a you're... bit of Luke Shuey about him, to be honest. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. But it's just the sort of player they always have where you that you turn over the ball and then it comes back and it gets to them and they just, you look down the field and you go, oh, no, he's found it. He's found the, he's found the weakness. <laughs> yes, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's no, who going to be. I
0: can certainly see that. I can definitely mm. see that. Um, Well, I think he would, as I said, I don't think he's in the running for pick one, but I think he should be for pick two. Um, I think he'll be up there for pick three as well. I think uh, North would definitely look at him for pick four. Uh, I reckon St Kilda would be crossing their fingers. Please um... don't let him go to North. (laughs) (laughs) Why is that?
1: Because I just talked about teams that are really good at cutting us up and yeah, North yeah. Melbourne is exactly in that same category as West Coast sometimes is. That's true, um,
0: that's true. Mm. But it is uh, modern-day North Melbourne. and uh, Yeah,
1: I know. For five years' time, come on. <laughs>
0: mm. Well, I, I reckon St Kilda will be crossing their fingers that he falls to seven or eight. Oh, they, and need they, will, they need him. They will him so lap him up. Um, they'll say his name as quick as you can say it, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Um. I, I, I would find it very, very hard to suggest that he falls anywhere outside of pick eight, to be honest.
1: Yeah, no, and particularly St Kilda, you're absolutely bang on because when you watch St Kilda, like, the one thing you really notice is how hard they seem to have to work for everything, yeah. um, and he makes it all look easy because he can see what he's doing. So if they could just have guys get it out to him, um, that would be that. a patch over a huge weakness for them, I think.
0: How do you think St Kilda would go getting Jack Higgins and Andrew Brayshaw?
1: What, they if would, you they, mean... they
0: would be pretty happy with that
1: <laughs> uh to quote uh good old James Fantasia that is pants down life around the table time really that is and look <laughs> that could certainly happen
0: Jack Higgins and uh, Andrew Bracewell, seven and eight that uh that would certainly be
1: on the cards yeah no gosh you'd be pretty stoked about that oh that looks so much classier they would they would well, I yeah. think the thing that's holding
0: me back from having Brayshaw a little bit higher up the list. is Maybe I think his ceiling is a little bit lower than what some of these other guys are. I think guys like Rayner, Davies Uniac, maybe uh, Higgins, someone like Hunter Clark, Stevenson that we spoke about earlier this year, this week. Yeah, uh, I think maybe their potential ceiling is a bit higher than Brayshaw's, but I think Brayshaw might have the better chance of reaching his ceiling than what some I of th- those other guys have.
1: I think it'll end up being a bit like Tim Taranto's rise last year. Um, in the, like you see Tim Taranto and you, earlier on we were not thinking he was going to go you know, as early as he did. But then you just look, and he just got everything. He's got everything, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it feels a bit like Bradshaw is in a similar category to him. In that he might not have that one unique ax, uh attribute that is easy to see, and people go, "Wow." Um, but that he's just such a solid package that if you don't want to take a big risk, then you draft him.
0: Yeah, well, I agree with that. Uh, next player is Jack Petricelli from uh, Northern Knights. He's 184cm, 73kg. Uh, can play on a back flank, can play uh, as an inside outside midfielder as well. He had a pretty strong year for Northern in the TAC Cup. He averaged 15 touches and 3 marks a game. Had a contested possession rate of 57%. Uh, was able to drive the ball inside 50 over 4 times a game as well. Uh, f- probably failed to impact as much as was expected for Vic Metro. He averaged only the nine touches and three tackles a game. Uh,
1: what are your thoughts on Jack? Because I've got some pretty strong opinions about him. I partially like him. Like, if, if you say, what do you think of Jack Patrick Kelly? I think, oh, yeah, he's all right. But then when you look, like, you look through his TFC stats, and his, his averages, yeah, okay, averages is fine, but he's inconsistent from game to game. Like, his just his output um, varies enormously. Like, one time it might be 20 possessions, then another one might be 8 um, which is, you know, we're talking about midfielders here. So that, for me, that kind of knocks him out of first round. Yeah. Um, and even watching Vic Metro, like he just, you, you saw him a couple of times do something really good and then you just didn't see him for a long time. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what I think. I've, I guess he's probably a second round kind of pick, but he, he could, like you talk about guys that have the possibility of just becoming nothing at all. Um, and I think he is maybe one of them.
0: Yeah, I've got my comparison as Sam Power. Remember him? Yes, I do. (laughs)
1: Just? Yes.
0: Yes, Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know. He scares me. Jack Petricelli scares me. Uh, I just... I would be too scared to draft him, to be honest. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I just... I, I don't think he understands how to find the ball. That's... I think for someone who's so, like he was the quickest player tested at the TAC Cup uh, testing right. day at the start of the year, so he's lightning
1: quick. He's super, super he, quick. He won but, the yo-yo test at the combine, and, yep. yeah. But then, so it's not fitness that's keeping him out of it. That's the concern.
0: No, athletically <laughs> he is the package. Like he's got, yeah. he's got the speed. He's got the endurance. He's got all that going for him. But I think his football now just is nowhere near it. <sighs> when he's got it, he looks good. When he doesn't, you don't see him. Yeah. And and it's the inconsistencies from quarter to quarter as opposed to sort of from week to week, which uh, do my head in with him as well. Because he does two or three things and you think, wow, that was really good. That was really, really good. This guy could be something. And then he just does three or four things that make you go, why on earth would you make that decision? Why would you do that? Why would you handball (laughs) there? Why would you kick it to this guy? Um, couldn't you see that this was going to happen? Sort of, can't you see this guy in front of you? That, that sort of thing. Um, it's that sort of inconsistency which really makes me think he's kind of like the bad version of Jasper Pittard. Okay. But he's not going to grow the good version of Jasper Pittard.
1: He's he's another guy that he describes as a Terry Wallace pick.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. He's the Jared Oakley Nichols of this year's draft.
1: <laughs> hmm. Just who's
0: going to pick him up at pick eight or whatever he went at. That's the thing. Well, I mean, there was talk that uh, he might be a mid to late first round pick earlier this year and uh, that, that clubs are going to look at that sort of athletic ability and go, yep, we're going to try and make it work. Um, I would be far too scared to do that because I reckon the um, the chance of that not coming off is uh, is monumental. Um, I think he sits through that sort of second round. Someone's going to take a punt on him through that second round. Yeah. I've, I've got him pretty low. I've got him like I've got him ranked at forty-eight, so he's pretty low compared to what a lot of other people sort of rate him. But I just don't see. I don't know. For me, he looms as the player that is going to frustrate his supporters the most out of this draft.
1: I agree. He's the sort of player that you would have, you know, before they won the premiership, you would have written down as being like the sort of guy that ends up at Richmond, um, and have a, a really love hate relationship with the fans. And yeah. everyone else would go, "Oh yeah, that guy, sure." Um, if he goes before pick thirty, I wouldn't want to be in that club. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's and as for as for if I want him at Port, I don't. he's got the he's got the red mark on my list. I don't want him at Port.
0: Yeah, I, I would be happy not to have him at Port as well, mm. to, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm,
1: yeah.
0: I'm, I'm happy, if, if he's there at 46, I'm happy to say, um, who else? Yeah. Yeah,
1: right? Yeah, exactly. Well,
0: it might sound, too, might sound harsh. I, and look, there is a chance. Look, if he puts it together, if he grows that sort of football side of his game, he could be something pretty special. But oh, I think the chances of that happening are slim.
1: Yeah, and I'd rather let some
0: of the club do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Toby Wooler is next. Who mm-hmm. uh, is from Oakley? He's a key forward. He's one hundred and ninety-three centimeters and ninety kilos. Um, he's the Patrick Kerr of this year's draft. Yes, and, uh, he got drafted last year. <laughs> Good um, cool. Yeah, look, he was one of the premier forwards in the TAC Cup this year. He kicked 43 goals in 16 matches and uh, did impress with his consistency. He was named to the best players in in 10 10 games throughout the year, averaged uh, 18 touches and six marks a game. Um, Averaged just under five tackles a game, which is elite for a key forward as well. He managed just the two games at the Champs, uh, kicking one goal and averaging nine disposals. Um, I don't mind
1: him. To be honest, are you a bit of a fan? I think he's a budget pickup for a third tour forward. Um, yep. As to whether that is what we want for, like, I'd probably argue not now. Um, but yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, I don't mind him. He's obviously super consistent. The, I think at the Vic Metro, he was not. I didn't really care about him at Vic Metro. Like, I didn't. I didn't make notes about. Oh yeah, Willa. And the game I saw, but. Um, yeah, no, uh, certainly at the TSC Cup level, he's super consistent, and he's got an okay build for what he is, you know, for a key forward. ish yeah. But he's just a little bit shorter than I'd like for AFL. Um. I don't know. I would have loved to have seen him if he played as well as Hugh Dixon. I'd be hyping him up, at, you know, at the at the championships if he played that well. Um. But when a guy plays that well at TSC Cup level, and then the next level, it's like, yeah, all right. Um. And he's not quite what you would ideally say is key position for height and for upper level then it's just a matter of wondering scaling that might
0: be a bit harsh he's 193 that's, yeah uh...
1: he's at the bottom end of what would be acceptable yeah. um yeah like you're not you know like 191 is midfielders now you know yeah. <laughs> like that's that, that's where we're at so um he's at the lower end yeah. and I just i just i just have doubts but then again, this has been a strong key defensive year as well. So, it is, um, certainly for the championships for sure. Yeah, so that could be a factor too. So, yeah. uh, I don't know, don't know. Right. I think...
0: This is probably the best key defensive draft in a long, a long, yeah. long, 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 time, and uh, he's had to deal with that against all those yeah. teams. And absolutely, uh, um, look, he probably wasn't at his best at the championships, but I do like him. I, he's a lead up forward. I think he can play deep. He can play. As that sort of third toll, as well, I think he's got um, good speed off the mark. I think he's got good endurance. Uh, The thing that I like about him is that he takes marks in front of his eyes. He gets pretty good separation on his opponent, which I think is important. Uh, He's a strong grab. He can take contestant marks close to goal as well. I think he's got a clean run up for goal. He's got a really nice, neat ball drop. He can be accurate. He's a bit one-dimensional, I guess you'd say. Um, but look, there are quite a few one-dimensional key forwards at
1: AFL level, and they do pretty well. But there's a lot of them at junior level. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, hey, yeah. I, I liked him. I liked, his, I liked his performance under pressure, for sure. Um, I don't know, I just would have liked have seen Because you get these guys at TSC Cup level that perform really well. Yeah. Um, and when they're just that little bit under height for their position and they don't elevate to the next level... That's always a question mark for me. But yeah. Like, you know, like 169 centimeter midfielders that don't quite a, a level, or in a fanny position, like if they're a little bit under height and they don't lift it that next level up, um, question mark.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Um, whereabouts do you see him folding on draft day? Uh, third round. Okay. Yeah,
1: probably about I think there. That's maybe
0: fair. El- I think that's
1: pretty good. Maybe, maybe earlier, but. You, you know.
0: might go second round. Yeah. Um, if club's fix... it depends who's keen, really.
1: Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean if he if he it depends on whether a club sees him as being a, a actual um forward target, like being, you know, one of their main guys in the forward line as opposed to that sort of third lead up option. Um, you know, if a club sees that mountain in him, they might go a bit earlier, but otherwise I think he's a third round prospect.
0: Yeah. So look, Patrick year, who had a, probably a better year in the end. Um, I think he was all Australian at the Champs as well mm. uh, he went at pick 65 in the end so he felt quite a fair way and look, he was very one dimensional as well uh, so I could certainly see that happening with Toby I, I can certainly see him sort of falling on draft day um, but as I said it really depends on who's keen I think Collingwood if they miss out on Brander at their first pick they may look at him with their second because um, they need some obvious help uh, up for They might assume that he's there at pick fifty six and, and go that route instead. He's uh he's the grandson of Geelong Premiership captain Fred Wooler. So there might be a chance that Geelong with uh, maybe pick thirty five might say Hey let's uh you know let's uh let's keep it in the family sort of thing. Um and look uh. I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if Port are keen with some of our later picks either.
1: Yeah, look, I mean, it wouldn't shock me. Um, certainly, if he passes the main draft and he's, on the r- he's available on the rookie list, we'd de- we'd, I reckon we'd get him yeah. uh, if we could. Otherwise, he might be the sort of guy that goes, like, number one, picking the rookie draft or something. Um, yeah, look, I mean, it depends on how many DFA's we pick up. Like, if, our, uh, the DFA, if we had other DFA's in mind and they all don't work out, then, yeah, we might pick him up in the main draft, for sure, if he's around late. Um, I don't know that he'd be our priority recruit, so I don't think he'd go with our first three picks, which is a bit weird. But... Um, Maybe a third, but certainly not the first two, I don't reckon 62
0: or 64, I reckon he'd come under consideration if he's there. Yeah,
1: okay. Yeah, well, that's that's about... Yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Because then he's fallen past what we've just described as his natural range, I guess. So then you'd be a bit like, yeah. And I can't see there being too many better options in the draft at that stage. Um, Unless we've got someone that's a needs pick lined up.
0: I think Frio would probably nab him before us with either 42 or sixty because uh, I still think they yeah. need some forward help. And I think, um, yeah, look, he's, he's certainly not in the top bracket of tolls in this draft, but I think he sits pretty comfortably uh, near the top of that second sort of next tier. Um, do you like his potential today for a level
1: or do you think he might
0: sort of struggle a little bit?
1: Uh, look, I mean, I, I'm kind of... I mean, I've just said, I guess, that I think he might struggle a bit. It's just a matter of finding a niche for him in the league we're at right now. Like, you'd really, for lead up forwards, like, you really want a gut buster, like someone that's just really full on because leading in AFL level is so much about being reactive to what's going on downfield or upfield, I suppose, whatever it is. Um, I think he's just a key forward. I think he's just a key forward, like Patrick Kerr is just a key forward, you know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know I don't know if I don't know if he's trendy. I don't know if he's trendy enough. There's a great modern word, isn't it? Trendy. I don't know if he's trendy enough for AFL. Right, in, in twenty eighteen.
0: Yeah. That's fair enough. Mm. Yeah, look, as I said, he's a one dimensional forward. Um they can still work and work pretty well. Um uh, yeah, I I think uh, if he's there with some of our later picks, so I'm I i would not be unhappy if uh, if we call his name out. Uh next player is a uh, Tristan Zeri. Who's a 201 centimeter, 93 kilo? uh, Can play in the ruck, can play as a key forward as well. Uh, He's someone that I had my eye on last year when uh, looking at some other players for Western Jets, and uh, he just always seemed to bob up. As uh, and then I looked and saw that he was a bottom major, and I thought, oh god, he's uh, you know if if he continues to improve, he could be something pretty special next year. Um, He played mostly key forward last year, played mostly in the ruck this year, and uh, probably hasn't developed. As much as would have hoped, uh, which is why I think he'll uh, be available pretty late come draft day.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, he he makes me think of Ivan Merrick. Merrick, um, okay. sorry. And yep. uh, he's just he's just a ruckman. He could play a lot of games at a level, but they probably won't be games where he's best on ground. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I don't mind. His ruck works adequate. He's got good around-the-ground awareness. Um, he's not a super long kick or anything, which is, you know, you like that with a rockman. You like the he had a quick kick a long way. He's just okay. Um, yeah, I think that you're right about him being a late pick. or Not, you know, super late, but, you know, not in the first two rounds. Um, I don't reckon. Again, he'd be a guy, I'd say, third round would be about the right point for him, but if he's going that late, he might even go to the rookie draft, Anyone?
0: Yeah. going well. on. I think he sits sort of late rookie to me. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's the sort of guy that could go sort of in the first three or four picks in the rookie draft. Um, yeah. I actually really like his forward work. I think he's a strong grab. I think he's got nice pace off the mark for someone his size. I think he's a really nice kick for goal as well. Uh, he's a pretty good contestant mark. I think it's just consistency, which is the, the big issue for him. He can look pretty laconic when he's on the ball, and you just think, you know, just go in and get it. Um, and, and sometimes I think he just needs to work a lot harder uh, which which is why he sort of goes in and out of games and, and maybe didn't develop as much this year as what he could have um, but I do think there's natural talent there and he's a 201 centimetres who can play forward like I think that's a great size That's a, you know physically I think he's got a lot going for him
1: It probably doesn't help being second fiddle to a two-time All-Australian as well True
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah, that that's probably fair. Um, that's the championship
1: level.
0: Yeah, but that that wasn't the case at uh, TAC Cup level. Though. No,
1: clearly
0: not. No, uh, but yeah, look, he's an interesting one. I would not be unhappy if we called his name out as a rookie pick. That's for sure.
1: Okay. Really? Yep. Okay.
0: Look, if, right. look. Uh, I guess it depends what else we do in terms of. Delisted um, free agents and whether we do pick uh, mature age ruckman or not, but um, I wouldn't be unhappy if we picked up someone like that as a sort of a project ruckman um, on a rookie list. To be honest, I'd be okay with that.
1: You know, that's fair enough. Yeah. If uh, yeah. I mean, we've drafted Hugh Minson before, so why not? <laughs> That's true. There's,
0: there's a name I didn't think would be brought up on this podcast. But, uh, no, I know,
1: no, but I'm just, trying to, I'm just trying to think. Like, He feels like, yeah, he could be all right, and I feel like he would end up being a one-position player for the most part if he did work out, like he would just be the Ruckman. Yep. Um, but, you know, if we're talking about a rookie pick, then you, you draft a lot of players on rookie picks that you don't necessarily have super high hopes for, so, yeah, why not?
0: Fair enough. Uh, next player is Jackson Ross, who's 192 centimetres, mm. 74 kilo, uh, from the Eastern Ranges. Plays as an outside midfielder or a third-toll forward. Um, he's someone that we've been heavily linked to, Port Adelaide, oh, okay. uh, throughout the year. Um, he's had a pretty consistent year for Eastern in the TAC Cup, averaged uh, 18 touches and kicked uh, 14 goals in 9 matches, playing as kind of a third-toll forward, but also up on a wing as well. Uh, his best match came mid-year against the Rebels, where he picked up uh, 23 touches and five goals, which is a uh, pretty nice day out.
1: Yeah, no, look, he's an interesting player. He's uh, he's got those high shoulders that flankers sometimes have. And he, that mm. looks kind of like a vulture when he's running. Um, he's really good, Mark. Um, he covers ground really well. He's he's I think I like his awareness when he's got the ball. Um, how is he at ground level though? Because I haven't seen a lot of him, but he just he like he seemed to be the guy that he likes it in the air. He likes he likes it in the air. He likes it up where it's easy for him to get to. Yeah,
0: look, one hundred and ninety two like, centimeters. He's pretty tall yeah. for a mid. So yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you certainly would like it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Deli- like,
0: delivered in front, and uh, so you can sort of run onto the ball. That'd be nice. Uh, I,
1: I, I guess I say that in the context of you know um, players in the past being described as the best ruckman below his knees. You know, Josh Fraser. That was the classic one. Um, yeah. you, like he's definitely he's definitely a tall player. Yeah, like he's he's not. Uh, um, secretly a, a crumming small forward or anything that is super tall. Like He's straight up a tall player and yeah. he plays like it. Yeah. Um, so that's what has me thinking more. He's got to be wingman or the tall forward. Um, I don't know that midfield would be perfect for him, but if he can play an out- the outside role, or I think he should be alright.
0: I think he's definitely more of an outside type. Um, and look, yeah. he's still quite raw in football terms. He was a tennis player up until a couple of years ago. He missed out on uh, on metro selection so he's only got TAC cup form to go off but I really like him. I think he's one of the uh one of the longest kicks in this year's draft and he's also just about the most accurate in this year's draft as well. He um he scored fifty nine out of sixty in the two kicking tests at the Combine. Um yeah. so he was the equal first in the uh kicking and goal kicking test uh combined there. Which is uh which is great. So he knows how to deliver the ball, which is wonderful. Uh, He can play as that high half-forward role. He can play on a wing. He can get the ball. He's got really good endurance. Uh, His repeat uh, running and repeat leading is very, very good. I think he's a very, very good kick for goal as well. Um, I would be absolutely stoked if he somehow fell to our first pick and we called his name out.
1: Okay. Yeah. You don't see it? No, it's not that I don't say It's just that I'm wrapping my head around whether he addresses that. I guess he kind of fills the Monfrey's gap that we've been trying to fill. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. As I've said, what I want in this draft is players that can kick, and he can kick. Yeah, true. He is Fair absolutely bang on. Um, and with that other sort of athleticism... As a part of his game as well, the fact that he can play through the midfield as a 192 centimeter player, well, I think that's going to be if he makes it and uh, and delivers on that potential. He's going to be a pretty hard player to come up against.
1: Well, I don't know. Like, I think he's I think he's going to be an, a competitive AFL forward um, in my view. That's, that's what I see him being. Yeah. Um, uh, and if he can become, if he manages to build up that, you know elite endurance or elite speed endurance to be the wingman then he could be extremely good in that role but I think it's most likely they end up being that, 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 uh, that lead up forward um, I wouldn't mind having him at Port. I guess our first pick is in the 40s so yeah yeah. if, he, if we draft him I'm not going to throw, uh, throw a tantrum or anything like that that's for sure <laughs> fair enough look I think he could
0: be one of the genuine bolters on draft night to be honest um, okay. I, I can see him going I can see Someone possibly pulling the trigger late teens, early 20s on him, um, just as a bit of a project. I think um, he does suit a little bit further back from that, through that sort of uh, maybe late 20s through to the 30s. I think he's there's a, quite a few teams there that could do with your services. I think he suits Richmond pretty well. I think Carlton at 30 will look at him, St. Kilda at 34, and, uh, and West Coast and, uh, and that new stadium, I reckon he'd be uh, pretty happy with as, as well.
1: I think he'd fit in perfectly in West Coast. Um, he'd have he'd a, a good amount of room to run around in, in a team that likes the sort of player that he is. Um, who's your player com- comparison? Who do you reckon?
0: I've really, really struggled with this. I'm um, leaning um, towards think...
1: Daryl White from the Brisbane Bears slash Lions. Okay.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't have said that. I think he's kind of a, a mix between Isaac Smith and Jack Gunston.
1: Okay, I can see the Gunston.
0: Yeah. I think that's... Yeah. You know, he's a little bit shorter. I think Gunston's 194. Um, so he's a little bit shorter. But it has got a similar sort of build, plays a similar sort of role, similar sort of athletic traits. He's probably not as strong in the air. Um, but, you know, he's a very accurate kick as well. So, yeah, Jack Gunston probably sits about right. Yeah, I think, it, I think
1: that's a good one. Yeah. yeah.
0: Look, I reckon he should be. As we know, he's uh, there's, there's been two or three reports out that we've spoken to him quite a couple of times. So, um, if we are interested in him and he's there at forty six, bring it on. I'd be happy with that.
1: Yeah,
0: why not? Why not? That's the spirit. Uh, last player we're going to talk about is Ed Richards, uh, the ringer of this year's draft. Uh, Yay,
1: that's his plays, one.
0: He's a decent ringer too. Um,
1: he's 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 a full ringer. That's he's for sure. Full,
0: yeah, full blown ring. Um yep. Oakley charges player plays as a back flank. Can also do a bit of a job as an inside midfielder as well. He's 184 centimeters. He's a lot, for me. He's a lot like Jaden Hunt. Um, he's super super quick. Um, very very tenacious. He's a really good shut down running defender, uh, who can also play through the midfield. Um, have you seen much of him play? No, no, I can't say can't I have. I
1: haven't, I, haven't, I haven't looked for it. As soon as I heard he was related to Leah Richards, I sort of thought, oh, yeah. It <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: doesn't look anything like him, surprisingly <laughs> enough. Um, no, no. Yeah. Like, look, he's yeah. Uh, he's one that's been a bit of a surprise packet uh, later on this year. Uh, again, he didn't really play for Vic Metro, um, but he's sort of bolted up the, the the potential draft ladder. A lot of people saying that he might go late first round. Um, I'm not sure I've got him that high. I think he suits more sort of mid to late second roundish, but um for a shutdown uh small defender who's got really good pace, can take the game on um, and, and looks to create from the from the back half, I think uh there's probably not many that are better than him out there.
1: Yeah, well, I mean we talked we talked about how we reckon clean kicks are going to be a premium in this draft, and I think he probably falls into that category. Um. Yeah, why not? I, I don't know if he... first round seems high, but if he goes second round, I think he'd be. I don't I look. I don't reckon you can make a terrible mistake with him if you draft him at later in the in the, in the mid second round or later. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I need to see more. I think North Melbourne at
0: pick twenty one might be the first that sort of really look at him, especially with Mullet being delisted. I think Gold Coast at 22 or 24 with uh, Saad being traded out, might look at him. I think GWS at 23 or 25 with Nathan Wilson saying goodbye to that club, uh, might have a look at him as well. And uh, and I think West Coast at 30 might um, might look at him uh, for some creativity and pace down back, uh, which they need as well.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's all fair, for
0: sure. Hmm. So, yeah, he's one that... Uh, I haven't seen a lot of him play either, but... Uh, those that have uh, seen a lot of him seem to rate him quite highly, which is uh, which is nice. Would you
1: think if he felt a port, would he be a port
0: player? There's a bit of a. Do we need someone like that? I, I really don't think we do anyway, Well, I don't know. He, he's he's a bit of a slightly taller Burn Jones,
1: I guess. I was, was going to say, but who's behind Burn Jones for the role he plays? You see, I think that I think I that we could be. I think we could be achieving to a player like that.
0: Yeah, look, you're probably right. You are probably right. I, th- I don't think he'll be there at 46, though. I think he'll be gone by then. Um, yeah, look, if he does fall to 46, again he, he might just be best available. So, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Right, any other uh, Big Metro guys that you want to have a chat about?
1: Um, Cody Hurst. Okay. Um, he's a coming forward. We need one. He's accurate. When, that's pretty good, and he's yep. a he's a forward. Did I mention he's a coming forward? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's, look, you, you read about him, and he's got the wraps for defensive pressure, and he's got he's good. He's he's got good run. Um, he's a small player. He's not going to be, you know. He, uh, I don't. I, I think he's got, shown enough, and he's a very efficient kicker. He's a left footer. I reckon he's probably worth looking at for a, a rookie the spot. Okay. I've sure seen heaps. But yeah, well, for, given that we would love a Kramer, like, and that's my latest obsession. So, mm.
0: fair enough, that's fair. Look, I think Thomas North will get drafted for sure. Okay, um, look, he's just a ball magnet. Uh, he's 186 centimeters, I think, as well. So he's got good size about him. Uh, can do a decent uh, defensive job too. But uh, look, his his main thing is just you know he just gets a lot of the ball. Uh, look, he might sit somewhere through that that sort of second or third round. But again, he might be someone that uh, that falls on, on draft night as well and might be a good value sort of rookie pick too. I think Riley Stoddart definitely gets yeah. drafted as well. I was going to ask about Stoddart. Yeah, he's one we probably should have talked about in a bit more detail, really. Um I think so. Yeah. Look, he's had a really solid year. Uh, he's played really, really well for Vic Metro. Um, he's come from the clouds. He's come from a long, long way back. He was almost unheard mm-hmm. of at the start of this year. And uh, look, he's likely to go sort of... Um, probably in the second second or third round, I would think, as well. He's a great decision-maker. Um, he's someone that really sets up the play well from, from the back line. He's a good back flanker. can play as an outside min as well. I've got uh, my comparison to him as a bit of a Cade Simpson type. Um, okay,
1: yeah, cool, good call. That's fantastic, actually. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, for me, I think he's, uh, pound yeah. for pound, could be one of the most impactful players in this year's draft pool, to be honest. Yeah, and no,
1: he's definitely got that... that... Hates the quality of he's just there plugging away in the background in the in the background you know he's just he's just there he's just you don't you don't think he's necessarily the most amazing player but then he's just there you know he's, he's just there. always there. That's
0: it. <laughs> that's yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think exactly right. uh, Mitchell Pajadsky will get drafted uh, possibly late. He's arguably a bit small for a key defender. He's only 190. Um, whether he can do a sort of a Jonas type role I'm not 100% sure he might be someone that falls to the rookie draft as well and I think Trent Minot uh, will probably go somewhere late as well uh, though I'm not really the biggest fan of Trent Minot
1: I, I, I'm just going to say Trent Minot is my, my this year's tip to replace Billy Hartung <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. and as a player that I just go oh no, no no right that's it for this evening cool uh, next
0: week we are discussing Vic Country
1: yeah I like Vic Country
0: I like Big Country too, I think there's, uh, there's mm. quite a few players that uh, we should be interested in, I think.
1: I agree and I reckon I reckon this is of the five um, groups that we're going to talk about I think SA is probably the one that are have the most interest in and Big Country would have to be second
0: yeah, this year. fair enough. Yep, absolutely. There's a lot of players that sort of fall where I think uh, pick sort of
1: uh, sort Yeah, of fit and, and, uh, and kind of address what we want
0: So Yeah, I think we mm. can get some good value there too.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. But we'll talk about that next week. Fantastic. We have go. a great weekend. You too. Um, hopefully we get some good DFA news. That'd be great to sign up for another one. Uh, Lindsay
0: Thomas, come on down.
1: Well, uh, oh, Josh, I think the, uh, the last thing I read had Lindsay Thomas. Um, we're not picking him DFA because we're going to rookie uh, rookie pick him, which makes sense. Um, so that would be all right too.
0: Yes. All
1: mm, All right.
0: Until then can up appear.
1: Ah! Potts. What? Pot. The heat's on in the kitchen. Oh, look and at this. simple. Good attack from Galapante Carlo. He left his
0: man. He took the on. He gets to Wines. Oh, baby!
1: The finest of Wines. Right.